Well, welcome and Merry Christmas. I am so grateful that you welcomed me into your home today. I hope that all the activities of your day have been joyous and uh, that you have made some tradition in your home to center on what this day is all about, and that is the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, every now and then I'll have this text messaging conversation with someone that just goes off the rails, it goes wrong, and it's because I've got the, the wrong number. So I'll just start off by saying something like, you know, um, I'm praying for your grandma this week, and then I'll get a text message back that will say something like, well, I think you've got the wrong number, but I'll let Nana know that she's being prayed for, LOL. I heard about this mom uh, that had a group message go out to bring an announcement to the family and friends of the birth of their first son, and as the good news went out, so did the incoming you know, congratulatory texts. However, in the excitement of the moment, one number in the group was incorrect, and a complete stranger was receiving all this group chatter. So a text was sent by the stranger that just simply said, congrats, LOL, but I think someone got the wrong number. Then the family sent out a picture of their little boy and the stranger says, well, I don't know about you all, but me and the boys will be through to take pictures with the baby. And then there's more congratulations and then the family texts the stranger and says, LOL, 0687, this phone number, you're cracking me up. Uh, sorry, you got caught up in the baby birthing. And then the response of that stranger is, no, that's okay. What's the room number? Brainsbridge Hospital, right? We have gifts. Uh, they respond back, it's uh, room 130, come on up and see us. And the stranger says, talk to you later, see you soon. And, and, then, and then about an hour later, the strangers, Dennis Williams and his brother, they, they showed up. They showed up with a case of diapers, some bottles, a pacifier to congratulate the new mom and dad and to hold the baby. Now those two guys had no idea that day that they would be going to celebrate the birth of someone else's son. Like they didn't, they didn't plan on it, but when they heard the news, they didn't ignore it. And they responded and they even joined in on the celebration. I, I think that's just such a great story. Now this Christmas, there's some of you uh, that you know, you're just in a group of people today, you're at someone's house and you're just doing your best to kind of contain yourself to try to get in the spirit of Christmas the best way that you possibly can. And, and you don't wanna be that guy, you don't wanna be that girl that's just kind of at the house being grumpy. And so maybe there's a kind of falsified front or something going on today. Some of you, you've, you've, heard, you know, you've heard the message that I'm about to say before um, and, and you know the Christmas message, but, but you've never gone to see the baby. You've never let the message affect your life. And today, today it's my hope that regardless of where you're at today this Christmas, that you realize that um, I'm not speaking to you by mistake, that God has planned this moment. And it's my hope that you let the birth of Jesus Christ affect your life because his birth has changed this world. It, is, it has changed my life. It has changed uh, the life of an incalculable amount of people. And his teaching has brought so much hope and, and peace and, and has brought us a, a, something that we just can't really even fathom or explain away. It just has to be experienced for yourself. In this past week, uh, I read a new Gallup poll that had just come out. It was released and only to discover that eight out of 10 Americans are affected by daily stress. Yeah, no kidding, right? Like that's not news, I suppose. But the age group that experiences the most stress of their day is the age group between 30-year-olds and 49-year-olds. Of course, that's because the majority of those in that age group have kids in the home and they're still trying to advance their careers and they're under pressure for financial reasons. But here's what really caught me was that it was an interesting poll, but it didn't matter what your economic status was. 
you still experience daily stress. No matter if you had a lot of money or no money, if you had a ton of money saved up, or if you're kind of in the red financially, that, that wasn't the, the hallmark of what puts stress on your life. It just had to do with, with daily stuff that was unavoidable. And it seems like this time of the year can bring like added unwelcome stress to our life, don't you think? Finding a Christmas gift that the recipient will enjoy can be, can be stressful. Getting your house ready for guests, that can totally put you on the edge. Uh, like a crammed Christmas schedule filled with office parties, small group parties, Christmas musicals. Like that just adds to the nerve-wracking time of the year. And now, when the angels of the Lord came and they celebrated to the shepherds that Jesus Christ was going to be born, here's what they said to him. It's found in Luke 2. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest of heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Now the shepherds ran to Bethlehem and they go to see what the Lord had told them about. They find Mary and Joseph and they find Jesus lying in the manger. And when the company of angels like, broke their silence of the night with their song of celebration, what they declaring was that Jesus' birth would be the very thing that would bring peace to you and me and to, to all of creation. Now catch that. When the angels announced Jesus to the world, they announced that peace would be with you and me. You know, there's like a ton of generations before us, even generation right now, that is so confused by the kind of peace that Jesus has brought us. I just recently read an article from a Catholic priest that was just well-meaning, but he was totally convinced that Jesus was coming from heaven to earth to bring a, what he called a peace revolution. That Jesus was a pacifist, which look, he, in fact, he was nonviolent. He was nonviolent. But here's what the priest believed, that the real reason for Jesus' birth was so that all the nations of the world would finally have peace. Like there would be the absence of conflict, the absence of war. But, but friend, that's not why Jesus came. He came to bring us a peace that has to be experienced. Let me, let me just illustrate it for you. Henry Drummonds tells the story of two artists who were commissioned to paint a picture depicting perfect peace. Now, the first artist, here's what he did. He painted a landscape with, with mountains and lakes and calm waters and a quiet scene. But the second artist painted a violent waterfall that was crashing down on some jagged rocks. But next to it was this little slender birch tree, which uh, just with a single branch stretched out over the water. And in the fork of the branch was this like little bird's nest. And lying in the nest, totally untroubled, even glistening from the spray of the waterfall, was a small bird in its nest, fast asleep. That's a picture of peace. It's not the absence of crashing waves. It's the security of the nest in the midst of the turbulence. And like 700 years before Jesus Christ was born, it was foretold about him that he would be the Prince of Peace. That was the title of Jesus, Prince of Peace. Christ didn't come to establish world peace where enemies would make treaties and where the, where the swords would all be turned into plows and there would be the absence of conflict. That is not why Jesus Christ came. Jesus is the Prince of Peace because he came to give us peace on earth and goodwill to men. And he said, I'm going to give you the gift of peace, not as the world gives it, but as I give it. And, and he summarizes the gift of peace into two sentences. 
And if you get these sentences and you, you do the three things that Jesus says for us to do, your stress level is going to go way down in life if you get this right. And your peace level is going to go way up. You can have calm in the middle of chaos is what Jesus teaches. Now, here's, here's the statement of Jesus. Here's the two sentences. It's found in Matthew 11, verse 28 and 29. These are the words of Jesus Christ. Come to me, all you who are weary and who carry heavy burdens. Anybody feel that way today? And I will what? Uh, I'll, I'll give you a, a ton more to do. I'll, I'll give heavy commands under your life. No. A, a lot of people think that. A lot of people think that if they come to Jesus, Jesus is just going to demand more of them, give them more rules and say, here's more regulations. Here's more rituals. Here's more religion. But that's not what Jesus says. It's not what he says at all. No. He says, you come to me. And here's what he says. I'll, I'll give you rest. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you. We'll come back to that yoke part stuff a little later, but he says, you come to me and you yoke up with me and you learn from me, those three things, come, yoke, and learn. And he says, because I'm humble and I'm gentle of heart. And here's the result. You'll find rest for your soul. Okay, that phrase, rest for your soul, that's, that's so much deeper than, than physical rest. That's, that's soul rest. That's inside rest. Like your problem, your stress is, is not from overworked muscles. It's, it's in fact, you know, most of us probably need to work our muscles a little bit more. Your problem is an overworked mind. It's, it's an overworked tension, an overworked emotion. It's an overworked spirit. You need rest not from your physical labor. You need rest from from your anxiety. You need rest from your tension. You need rest from maybe guilt. You need rest from probably fear of, of what you don't know about tomorrow. So how in the world do you get any of that? Or how do, you, how do you get rest from all of that? Well, the world would say, just get an escape. Like go away, like when you're worn out. Um, just like go to Tahiti. Find, find yourself on a beach resort somewhere and just veg out. That, here's the problem. When, when you go to Tahiti, you take you, take you with you. And the stress isn't in the office. Um, the stress is right here between your ears. And you just, you just took you with you and you took the stress with you. You didn't go without your brain. There's always ways to unwind and to rest. But how do you unwind when you're exhausted and overloaded? Like you say, I, I like to go to the movies or I like exercise. I like, you know, I like this hobby or I like just to zone out and get involved in my favorite sport. Like those are all good things. I think for physical restoration, but they will not restore your spirit. They don't restore your soul. That's a much deeper, bigger thing. Like going to a movie isn't gonna restore your soul. And when you're, when you're empty inside, here's what culture says. Culture says, you just need, you just need to have more of you time. You need, you need to do more. Like you need to, to go more. Jesus says, no, you just come to me, come to rest and come just as, come just as you are. The world would say, you got to work on you. The world would say, you, you got to you know, scratch out your schedule. The world would say, you got to back down from some things. You, you got to have more of you time. Jesus says, no, no, you just need to come to me. And so the antidote to an overloaded soul is not a time management program. Uh, they're good, but they're not going to calm your soul. They're, you know, they're not, they're not going to give you a true and lasting peace. It's not a time management program. It's a, it's, it's not a philosophy, it's not a pill, it's not a plan, it's, it's a person. And he says, come to me, come, come to me. So here's the three steps that you have to do if you're gonna come to Jesus. Okay, first, you gotta come to Jesus. I mean, that's the first step he wants of us to exchange my panic for God's peace. 
my worry for God's worship, my fear for God's faith, my anxiety for, for God's tranquility, my vanity for God's serenity. I, I, I make that exchange by coming to Jesus. Now, it's like not a, like a one-time thing. It's not like an overnight change, but you do it every moment and every day. You just keep coming back and back and back, and Jesus says, come to me. And the answer for your peace is a person. It's not a plan or it's not a, it's not a pill. It's a person. It's Jesus Christ. The second part of that is come to Jesus, but connect with Jesus. The second thing he says is you connect with me. Well, he uses the word yoke up, like three things he says to do if you want to have real peace. He says, you come to me and then you connect with me. He uses the term yoke up with me. Now, most of you may not understand that. It's the word yoke, but it's not that yellow thing that's found in the middle of an egg. This yoke is a picture of of wood that's put across uh, two oxen or cattle that are there to pull a cart and that's called a yoke. And you can yoke up two horses or you can yoke up two cows or two oxen to pull the cart or to pull a wagon. But what is the purpose of a yoke? It's to make the, the load easier. So it can be a shared load. Now, if you don't yoke up a horse with another horse, that horse will have to pull the whole load by himself. And a yoke is a, a symbol of partnership. And here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying God is God is intending for you not to have all the worries on your shoulders, not to have all the anxiety and the stress of this world on your shoulders or all the burdens and, and anxiety on your shoulders. God is saying, would you just yoke up with Jesus and let him share that with you? Can I tell you the reason why most of us are tired all the time? Uh, it's, it's not because you're not getting enough rest. That could be part of it. I'm just saying soul tired. It's because you weren't made to go through life without God sharing the load. And Jesus says, I'll share it. Yoke up with me, put on the yoke with me, and the two of us will pull your wagon together. And by the way, God's got a stronger back than you do. Like he says, join up with me and, and, and I'll help you pull the load. And every time I get attached to Jesus Christ, I not only come to him, I connect with him. And my life gets easier because of him, because he's, he's pulling the majority of the load in my life. You know, every time I get disconnected from God, I just find myself under this incredible stress because what, is, what I'm doing is I'm pulling the whole load again. I've, I've no longer yoked myself with him. I've lost connection with him. And I've decided to put all the anxieties and all the burdens of my life and all the stresses of my life back on me. And I'm pulling my wagon by myself. And I get tired and I get frustrated. Jesus says, take my yoke. It's an exchange. I exchange my heavy burden for his light burden. He says, put me in charge. And every time you just yoke up with me, Jesus says, peace is going to come. So here's the antidote so far that Jesus gives to us when we have this overloaded soul. He says, first, you come to me. Two, you connect with me. And here's the third part, and here's what's difficult at times. Conform to me. So Come to Jesus, connect to Jesus, and conform to Jesus. He says, you need to conform to me. He's, he's saying there that, that some of you don't know what I know, and, and I can teach you. Now, here's the thing. Let Jesus change me. And in order for Jesus to change me, I've got to be able to learn from him. I come to Jesus, and I connect with Jesus, and I conform to Jesus. Now, do you think it's possible that God may know some things about life that, that you don't? I do. I, I think it's... It's like totally, uh, you know, arrogant to believe that, that you know all there is to know. And you have to come and approach God with, with some humility and admit, yeah, God, there's, there's some things that you know about life that I don't. And then that's why Jesus says, learn from me, and I'm gentle and I'm humble. You know, I've, got, I've got to admit to you, 
I've taught this passage. I've taught this passage for decades. And I'm, I've never got the gentle and the humility part for a long time. I thought if, if I'm tired, the first thing that I would think of that I would need is, is energy and stamina, not gentleness and humility. But he didn't say, come to me because I give you endurance and I give you stamina when you're tired. That's not what, that's not what Jesus said. God knows what causes the stress in life. He says, come to me and I'll teach you how to be gentle and I'll teach you how to be humble. Why? Because humility and gentleness are the antidotes for the two biggest causes of stress in your life. You didn't even know that, did you? The two biggest stresses in your life are, are, what are they caused by? Well, you might not call them by this, but this is what they're caused by. Arrogance and aggression, those cause stress. And let me explain that to you. Aggression is when you don't, when you don't want to wait on anything. You want it now. Like I'm, I'm, I want to buy it now, even if I can't afford it. I'll, I'll put it on the credit card. We buy things we don't need with money we don't want to impress people we don't even like. I, I've got to, I got to have it now. And we have this aggression about it. I, I, I don't want to wait. I, I don't want to pause. I don't want to consider. We just jump right into things. And as a result, we get overcommitted. And when we get overcommitted, we get stressed out. And the question is, is it easier to fill your schedule than to fulfill your schedule? Anybody want to give a testimony on that one? Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to fill your schedule than it has, is actually to, to, to create a fulfilling schedule. Uh, how about this? Is it easier to get into debt than to get out of debt? Yep, way easier to get into debt. I could go all day about that one. It's, it's also easier to get in things than it is to get out of things. It's easier to get married than it is to get unmarried. Anybody want to give a testimony about that one? He says, because you're so aggressive and in such a hurry, you don't want to delay the gratification. You don't want to wait. You don't want to push pause. You don't want to, to even consider. And so he says, you're not gentle because you're in a hurry. And that's what causes stress in your life. We're just wanting what we want now. And the other thing he says is arrogance, which is the opposite of humility. What's, what's arrogance? Arrogance is when I try to control everything. You know, the more insecure I am, the more picky I get. And when you find somebody who is hyper controlling, they're probably hyper insecure. And people who are at peace, they don't have a need to control everything. And when you experience the peace of God and peace with God, it gives you peace within your life. And you're not sitting around in judgment of everything because, because you're at peace. And, and God's cut you some slack. And you got, you got to cut other people some slack now too because you realize the grace that you're under and you're humbled by the God that has extended you grace. And you want to give that grace to other people. But when you're prideful, man, your ego goes to 11. Like you feel that responsibility of, of that stress that's on your life that, that you have to live up to some higher thing that's almost like a pretend version of you. And you have to have it all, try it all, do it all, and, and, and act like you've, you've done it all. And you try to act like Superman or Superwoman. And the antidote is gentleness and humility to a stress-free life, Jesus says. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, say it like this, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's just cut to the chase here. Here's the bottom line. Are you tired of being stressed out? Or do you think, 
no, nah, man, I'll just take a, another year of misery. That sounds good to me. Like, I'll just keep running the rat race. I'll just keep on stressing out about work. I'll just keep on stressing out about life and money and all the things that I'm burdened down with. And then when I leave the office, I'll just go home with all that stuff and just let the stress continue on. I don't think there's anybody that, that says that. I don't think there's anybody that really wants that. Can you imagine? Like, you think there's anybody that's like, I just, I just want to stay prideful the rest of my life and, and for the remainder of my days and the remainder of my years. No, man, I'm, I, just, I think there's so many people that are just tired of pretending that they've got it all together and they just want to come to the place where at least they can admit to God and someone who loves them and just say, I, I don't have it all together. Man, I'm here to tell you that peace is yours today if you just receive the gift of Jesus. Here's his invitation. Listen how simple it is. Come to me, connect with me, and then conform to me. And then peace is yours. And this is the gift that peace, of peace that Jesus wants to give you. The Prince of Peace came at Christmas so that you could have peace, not outwardly, but inwardly. And not as the world gives it. Like, you were made for so much more. You were made for so much more than just to live under tension and stress and fear and anxiety and worry and depression all the days of your life. No way. God said, I've come to give you peace, a peace that just transcends understanding. Like, it's unexplainable, but you just know you've got it. I love what the author C.S. Lewis had said. He said, the Son of God became man to enable men to become sons of God. And if you come to Jesus and connect to Jesus and you conform to Jesus, you become a son or daughter of God. And friend, that's, that's, that's a peaceful place to be in when you recognize that I'm shouldering this load with God himself, that I'm not enduring this world alone, and I only have peace for today. I've got peace for tomorrow because God is in control of my tomorrows. And I have peace for the rest of my days because God has written the end of this story and he wins. Friends, I so hope today that you, you come to Jesus, that you connect to Jesus and you conform to Jesus and find that true and lasting peace that is only found in Jesus. Hey, Merry Christmas to you all. May God bless you. And I'm thankful that you welcomed me into your home today.